The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. What did you make there, Robbie Earl, of mm. the Arsenal players? I mean, credit they went over to the fact yeah. it was an odd yeah. situation, wasn't <laughs> it? The, just the standing there, almost looking it was at awkward. each other. Um, if it was instigated by the manager, it's the best thing he did all day. Uh, it was important. There's still a connection with the fans and with the football club, and, and that gives you some hope. This team today, Rebecca, the overview, I'd say, were ill-prepared for what the task was about. They went into a game against Manchester City ill-prepared of what the dangers were, ill-prepared of what the tactics could be, that they probably felt they were going to have more possession. To have Saka, Odegaard and Smith-Rowe in the midfield against Manchester City and one holding midfield player. Did you have no answer? Well, they were ill-prepared last week as well. I looked at those scenes. When you talk about, do, do footballers know? They know. You saw the, the look on their faces having to face their own crowd. And do me a favor, don't post on social media about your, your sorry. Don't stand there and clap because you're sorry. You, you had 90 minutes. You had three games, actually, to show that you care. 25 shots to one, 10 shots on target to none. 81% possession to 19% and nearly 700 passes to Arsenal's 120, 5-0, the final score. We are awaiting the post-match thoughts of Mikel Arteta. Tim Howard, for anyone who missed that game on Peacock, describe Arsenal. <sighs> I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. I, I, I we talk about lack of leadership, lack of discipline. You think, oh, those are just buzzwords. They show that every single week. I mean, the, the sending off again. For Shaka, that's 10 red cards under Mikel Arteta. Way too many. Um, I, I didn't see any fight. And it, you know, Why did they clap their fans at the end for so long? It's because the, the effort wasn't there. The fight, the hunger, the desire that those fans are expecting, at least when they get on the train to go up to Manchester to watch a game, it's non-existent. For those who didn't see it, at the end of the game, as Tim's mm. referring to, not all of them, but most of the Arsenal players went over to the Arsenal fans, those that were left, those that hadn't already gone home. And they had a very strange sort of silent, motionless clapping yeah. between fans and players. Yeah. What did you read into that, Robbie? It summed up the day, Rebecca. Um, the irony of, of, of Arsenal fans cheering Manchester City's fourth goal. Um, it was a day when a team were ill-prepared for what they, the, the task was. You're going to Manchester City, Rebecca. You're not going to have much possession of the ball. You know you're going to have to break and have counter-attacks. He set a team up with three youngsters across midfield who were all ball players. He put Granite Jacker in a terrible position 
But yet again, it's damning that your vice-captain, the guy who's captain your club for the first two Premier League games, gets himself sent off again. It's damning that you, those young players, who are jewels in the crown, who could be great players of the future, are put in that situation where they're, they're standing there clapping the fans at the end of the game, not quite knowing what to do or why they're doing it. Full-blown crisis at Arsenal? Close to it, yeah, I think so. Let's hear what the Arsenal manager's got to say. Here's Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta's here. Mikel, how, how do you assess that punishing result? Really painful. Uh, a lot of incidents happened um, in the game to get where, where we got. I think we started the game really, really well. And in the first situation, they have the ball wide near to our box. We didn't defend the cross. We defend the, the run into the box really poorly, and we are one down. After that, we tried to go again. I think we created some situations... We can see the second wall. For me, it's a clear punch on Callum's face. The referee allows it to go. We are tuning down, and then after the, the red cards, obviously, um, a mountain to climb. Yeah, and what, what did you say to Granit Xhaka? I mean, his two feet are off the ground. Did, were you angry with that result, or did you expect that? It's an experienced player. I am angry because of the consequences that, um, that I had to the team. Um, I must say the line that we've been judged with is really, really thin because we have suffered actions like that already in the last two Premier League games and nothing happened. And, um, and I'm disappointed, I'm very disappointed with the second goal, the way they allowed that goal. Pierre-Emerick's been in here talking to us and he's saying it's, it's not about tactics, it's not about even individual errors. He's talking about the side lacking a bit of courage mm. and commitment. Is that right? If it's his feeling, is is right because he's on that field and he's experiencing um, that. What I can tell is the way we started the game today and then when we have to make decisions, we look nervy and we stop playing back to the goalkeeper and we didn't have the the, um, the ability, I don't know if it's the courage uh, to make better decisions when we got into the, the final third in the box, once with uh, K- with Bukayo, which I think is a, as well a push. Another one with KT, and uh, and then with ten men. Yeah, you know what the game that they're going to play. But was it a mistake to play this defensive system? Did you work on it enough? Did you have enough time in the week to get it ready? We played that system before. Um, last week when we played with back four against Chelsea is why we don't play with three every time you lose the the game. It, it should have been the other system or on another play. We understand that, and and you have to accept it. And you've been talking about the project and the things you, you want to do. It's quite hard to sell that at the moment, isn't it, when the results are like this to the fans? When you lose the games, it's, um, it's impossible. But uh, you saw we had, I think, 3,000 fans today. And the way they reacted uh, to the team and the club with the support they are giving, it was unconditional. That's why everybody wanted to say thank you, because um, I'm really proud of that. I'm sorry we cannot give them the result right now, and, um, and we have to fix it. Does inter- the international break give you a chance to regroup? We're to regroup to get uh, a lot of players hopefully back as well that um, that we need and, and try to start work, refresh their minds. It's been really tough the first three weeks with everything that um, that happened and we need to face the challenge. Mikel Arteta there, obviously talking about the second goal. He felt it shouldn't have been a goal, thought it was a foul on Callum Chambers. Obviously wasn't happy with the sending off either. He says he has to fix it. How does he fix it? Well, the, the captain of Bamiyang, as, as he mentioned there in the interview, said that the team lacked courage. I, I, don't, know how you, I don't know how you fix courage. I, I, I mean, he's, you know, he's the captain. You know, he, he's the one who has to, has to lead 
uh, through that, and, and I, I don't see it from him. So the fact that he came out and said that the team lacks courage, I think he lacks courage as a captain, and then that obviously goes on to the team. But in terms of what Mikel Arteta said there, I think he's clutching at straws. I do. I, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see it with this team. You know, he said that the, the fans are unconditional support. I don't believe that. I think the unconditional support for the fans is of the club, not of the players and the manager. Rob, he needs to grab control of this football club, Rebecca. He needs to own this situation. He needs to be the leader. He has to install the commitment and the motivation and the drive and desire, and stop the broad statements about the process and the plan and the project, the detail. The nuts and bolts of playing against Manchester City and having a midfield that can be robust enough that you can have three centre-backs, that you can have a midfield who can protect you. Look after those young kids in front of you and develop them into the best players they're going to be. This is a crucial time for Mikel Arteta. If he's going to be a top manager, he's got to come through it. Next up for Arsenal next weekend at home to Norwich. Magnificent performance, Pep, in the sunshine. The boys in the studio are saying you must be very happy, and I think you must be as well. Well, we, we, we found the goals without deserving it. So we had the problems in the first minute. still had the feeling that we had many things you have to improve. Our process in the build-up against men-to-men is not easy, was not, was not good. But we found the goals and after the send-off from Chaka, the game was, was completely another one. It's more difficult for the opponent, easier for us. That's your perfectionist streak, isn't it? But you've still won the last three home games, 5-0, 5-0, 5-0. That's fantastic form, surely. Yeah, of course. So, no, the game, of course, was good. After 1-0-2-0, was uh, good. We had the problems for our, our process in the, in the, from, from Eddie because we know for the past that Mikel make a, almost men-to-men. But after when we were able to, to, to drop them and after that, our process was good, and, and after 2 0, and especially the, when they play with 10 men, it's another game. So, and after that, it was okay, and, and we scored goals, we could score more. We respect the opponent, that is what you have to do. And uh, yeah, another victory. All the headlines in recent days and weeks have been about Harry Kane, Cristiano Ronaldo, and you've been reminding everybody that you have a fantastic squad already. Have we seen that today, seen that demonstrated? Yeah, we are the same like we have done in the last two or three years in the past, and maybe the people forget everything what we have done. These guys or this have done, have done. Always the club has to be the intention to get better, to to improve, because you know the players change. That this is normal. The manager change, and the club has to remain and always had the desire to to get the better. But we cannot forget. So, the team make magnificent last season, and we are the same plus Jack, and uh, with these players we're going to go. Is buying a striker still on the shopping list for this transfer window? I don't think so. And there's no sentiment in this game. You mentioned Mikel Arteta. What would you say to... to he's going to be under a lot of pressure now after this run of results, and he's a great friend of yours. What would you say to the fans of, of Arsenal, just in terms of giving him time? Only I can say, listen, only I can say I work two or three years together. What I learned from him is a few times in my life I could learn many, many things. He's above, above or beyond a good manager. The character, personality, the, the leading, and uh, is incredible beloved for all of us. Uh, we were sad when he leaves, and sometimes the people expect the ones, the results uh, immediately. So, the squad that today he played the team is not the team like he dreamed because they have six, seven, eight injuries. Important, really, really important players. Ben White. <coughs> 
um, examples of, of, of that. Uh, Thomas Party came here, so and he cannot use the players that he needs to, to do it. So all the managers need the squad, the depth squad. All our players except Kevin and Phil, the other ones are completely fit. I can handle. I, they became better manager myself. So yeah, I, I absolutely is a, a. I'm a big fan of him, and uh, I'm pretty sure if they trust him, so they are going to do a good job in Arsenal. Thomas, a huge challenge that got even yeah. bigger just before half time. Yeah. What did you make of your team's resilience and effort in the face of that? Fantastic, fantastic. I saw a very strong first half, strong Liverpool side. We were very, very good. Um, scored the first goal, had uh, a big one for the second for the second goal with Mason Mount, I think, and created a lot of good ball wins and uh, lacked a bit of precision to have maybe even better chances in counter-attack and transition. But the pressure was high, the quality from Liverpool, the energy was high, so at some point you need to suffer. This is what we did, and then in the last second, we concede a penalty, red card, and, and uh, need to exchange uh, N'Golo Kante at halftime for, for injury. So suddenly the world is upside down, and uh, I cannot praise the team enough for the resilience. Don't know if there are uh, harder stadiums in the world than, than City and, and Enfield to go one man down uh, of quality, of energy, everybody like, like pushing. So the first 10 minutes felt like this will, this will never end. The next half an hour was like, oh, well, maybe we create even a chance and, and score one and make it harder for them. And the last five was just like, hopefully we survive and, and take a well-deserved point. Resilience and teamwork was uh, absolutely fantastic. So why was it like that in the second half? Like you say, for 10, 15 minutes, it looked like a second goal for them was likely. But then after that, like the heat, you took the heat out of the game, maybe? Yes. How? With pure will, pure will, like you said, with resilience and, and team team was, was team effort at its at its very best. Um, never lose the shape. Try to close the half spaces. We decided to go for a, we stay in the back five and stay active in the back five because of all the runs from half spaces, of all the fluid positions of the high fullbacks from Liverpool. So it was clear that we will we will suffer. And uh, you can do it. You can make life very very hard. Of course, you need a bit of luck. If they catch a momentum in the, in the early minutes, uh, then it gets maybe impossible to, to steal a point. You know, honestly, I don't like these red cards in football because I don't think nobody in the stadium, nobody on, on the TV want to watch a game for 45 minutes, 11 against 10. Did, did it spoil it in terms of being a high-quality yeah, encounter? Yeah, it spoils the game. On a, yeah, it spoils the game. I have no solution for it, but because maybe it's a, it's, it's a, it's a red card and he denies a chance and... It's also a deflection, so who knows? But in general, these early red cards, sometimes you get it for a harsh tackle and then the whole game is spoiled. So it sounds, just to clarify what you're saying about the red card, it sounds like your issue is not really with the referee or the VAR, it's more with the law itself? Is no, that, it's, a, it's a, actually I don't know anymore so exactly what happens and what, 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 what does not happen. Um, we were just a bit worried that he was just looking at a photo and the photo gives a clear image that it's red card and and, it was and quite the penalty. A quick VAR check, yes, wasn't it? was for me it was too quick. I, I would have wished for a longer check and to see the whole the whole um, situation where it gets deflected. And I can remember referees who explained us if it's a deflection, 
and it's not a very unnatural arm position, then it's is not it punished. Is it move towards it, though? From, yeah, well, from I mean, then it's obviously, uh, maybe it stays, maybe he stays with the decision, but I heard explanation where it's not a handball. So then he maybe would have done another decision. I'm not blaming him for taking the decision, but how he took it was, for me, too quick. So, lastly, you said before the match you'd be smarter after it in terms of you would know more yeah. about your team, what you might be able to do this season. Yeah, and so, I uh, on what you've seen, what can you say now? Yes, I'm absolutely happy. So, it's, uh, we do our steps, we have stuff to improve still. Um, like I said, I was not so happy with the precision under pressure and with the choice, choices we did under pressure. It was a lot of pressure, it's easy to say, from the sideline, but we are competitive and uh, we want to stay competitive. Half time, everybody was, was up to fight for this point and, and even more. But, but show a great team spirit. This is what we did, and I, I think that our fans loved what they saw and was, uh, in the end, a deserved result, and we can absolutely live with that. Thanks. Well done. Jürgen, what is the overall feeling that that performance and result has left you with? A really exciting game. As I saw a really exciting game. It was tough. It was hard for both teams. It was um, a really good first half, really good. They had a good... 45 minutes with the first situation of Chelsea, we conceded a goal, that's not cool. Everybody who watched Premier League, who watched Chelsea knows they're pretty good in defending. Um, and it was clear that it doesn't help now. But the goal we scored, the penalty we got was obviously very deserved. The goal and everything. So that, and I feel really for Reese because it's obviously tricky, but I think it's a clear penalty. Uh, so we forced it in that situation. We had a big chance with Hendo, like the sensational pass from Trent. Um, we played good. So second half now, that everybody thinks against 10 men, come on, this kind of stuff. And that's already the first problem you have. It's already the first problem. Two things. There is no advantage. There's an advantage in possession for the other. When they have possession, yes, you have to outnumber them. You have to defend them really top level. But the defensive structure Changed only in that case that they've just defended slightly deeper, but they have to have eight players. People can't go up, but eight players defend that area around the box. So, and we couldn't use that. We, we, we had all our shots from distance. Mandy saved them. I would have loved to see that we are a little bit closer for the for, for the rebound or whatever. Um, but again. It was a good game, high intense game, and Chelsea is now not. Uh, even the first half we played 11 11, it was not that Chelsea now is like three class better than us or whatever, but you could expect after all the things what happened. We played a good game. I love, I love the intensity, I love the atmosphere we created all together with the people in the stands and on the pitch. Yeah, and Chelsea deserved the draw. And we got a point as well, so better than before. So do you actually wish they'd kept 11 men on the pitch? Would that have given you more attacking opportunities? It's obviously hypothetical, I don't know. But the thing is, as long as Chelsea try to do more by themselves for the game, like, like building, blah, 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 so we pressed them exceptional in the first half. I would have loved to see how they adapt, how we have to adapt. So, but. Come on, it's not, a, it's not really not, we're not in dreamland. Um, we have to, that's how it is. I, I, I really feel for Reese. He didn't want to do that. It was no intention, but it was handball, damn. Um, but I don't know how, how it would have been. 
result would have been with 11-11. Um, but now it's it's a 1-1 and that's really okay. So it's really early in the season. I know people tend to make immediately a big fuss of everything, so Chelsea, Liverpool, who is where, stuff like this. <coughs> we drew against obviously um, the best team of last year in Europe. That's okay. That's a good start. Three games played, seven points. Let's go. Do you learn anything from that? Like yeah, yeah. How good your team are against one of the best teams in Europe at the moment? Does it help you gauge where you're at? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, I'm not surprised or whatever. Oh my God. It's just we, as we had the preseason, the proper preseason, we're in a good shape. Um, we just have to um, carry on. That's how it is. There's no, um, there's no easy game. Come on. They're going all the way. They come back. I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, roundabout, and on Sunday we play Leeds United. So that's now one of the most intense games in the world of football because they run like madness and you have to make, for a little advantage, you have to make really, you have to put a proper shift in. Um, in a moment, if we would play now next weekend, we train three fast, we would say, oh yeah, let's go. But they're all the way and we have to see how they come back and that's, a, that's always tricky. So let's pray that they come back healthy and then we will go. Can I just lastly ask you to pick out an individual, Harvey Elliott, you trusted him to start, you trusted him to finish the game as well. How well did he do in a real top-level match? No, really good, really good. This, uh, the triangle on the right side worked out in the last two games pretty well. That's important for us. Uh, the, the, the understanding between Moore, Trent and, and Harvey is obviously really good. Without a lot of talk, just three footballers on its side, works really well. Um, and that, that, that's helpful. Left side, we had been changed now a little bit more. What was today really good as well. Well, last game's good. But um, I just looked completely fine. I couldn't see any exhaust ex that he's exhausted or whatever. Um, and he always had the ball and was trying to get through this ball. Um, and Hendo now had really not a preseason, played last week already, was absolutely too early, but he did his job great. Today I wanted his energies a week further, that it's that helped really. And you could see Hendo played a super game. Left and, and, and so but then obviously step by step, same for Robbo. So just come on, try fresh legs, bring it there and let's go. Firmino okay? Not really. I think Bobby had probably a, has probably a muscle problem. I hope it's not too big. Thanks for your time. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And we're going to start by talking about Tottenham against Watford, which kicks off at 9 Eastern over on Peacock, because, Tim Howard, Harry Kane makes his first Premier League start of the season. Now, his tweet from last week, which we didn't even get to yesterday because we had a certain Cristiano Ronaldo to talk about, the phrasing, I'll be staying at Tottenham this summer and will be 100% focused on helping the team achieve success. How did you read that and everything that happened? Well, that seems a bit cryptic in terms of, staying this summer. It leads me to believe there's something else to come in the future. But he lost the battle. He went to war with, with Daniel Levy and he lost. And that's okay. I, you know, look, Harry Kane is a Tottenham man through and through. He loves a football club. Yes, okay, he wanted to leave and, and it, there was, it was, that was a business decision. But his, his heart is, is with 
Tottenham Football Club. And look, I think in the in the days and the few weeks to come, that will get put behind us because he's as professional as they come, and he will he will get down to work. But you know, credit credit Tottenham. They've 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 kept Harry Kane and all Spurs fans. That's all they they wanted to see. Do you feel sorry for Harry Kane at all, Rob? No, Rebecca. He signed a six-year contract, got paid the money. Uh, for me, my overview is, well done, Tottenham. Mm. Well done, Daniel Levy. Um, your biggest asset, your best player, comes with a big fee. If Manchester City want to get him, pay the fee. Don't come with less than the money and throw in some cast-off players you don't want and try and make it work. How does that help Tottenham grow and become what they are? This guy's got 166 Premier League goals. 223 goals in all competitions. He's chasing the Premier League record, a club record. And it's really interesting, Bex, because what we've seen of Spurs so far this season, you could say Daniel Levy's had a great summer. Enormous could be a masterstroke. He's got Nuno in, wasn't first choice. Two wins, two clean sheets, three, three wins today would be a great start. He's got Kane back in, in, in to the, the side now and back on side to score goals. I'm not saying Spurs are going to win the title, Spurs could be competitive this, this season. Do you think for Harry Kane moving forward, the moment to move to a big, big club, no offence, Spurs fans, has <laughs> gone? Uh, I don't think it's gone only because strikers are at a premium. He scores goals. He's proven to score goals year in, year out, and a lot of them. And so, in a pinch, could one of the bigger clubs that he wants to move to in, in the next year or two years feel like, I, I have to go and I have to get a striker and it's late? Yeah, they could. But right now... It seems like Tottenham have won this, and, and he's staying. And, again, rightfully so, as Robbie said, he signed the contract. Time now back for him. Sorry, just quickly for Harry Kane. Win some silverware yeah. at Spurs. Win a cup. Yeah. Score your goals and win something. Well, the reason why we didn't get to Harry Kane yesterday was because of the breaking news on Friday that Cristiano Ronaldo has rejoined Manchester <laughs> United. Mm. We know what a huge signing it is. Let's yeah. talk about when he does make <clears throat> his second debut, which will probably be after the international break. Yeah. Um, where does he play and mm. how does the team look? Well, I th think the 36-year-old version of Ronaldo is not the one that we remember, of the, the, the tricky winger who could run up and down all, all day. I think he plays more central. I think he plays high up the pitch, being around the 18-yard box either side of him. I see Sancho and Rashford underneath him. I see Pogba with those assists and passing. I see Bruno with that quality. And I see one holding midfield player, possibly McTominay in the squad now. So it's a different United. It's that old United where attack, attack, attack. Mm -hmm. Just the one holding midfielder. United fans, music to their ears. Yeah, and Robbie's nailed it there. No more of this Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, two holding midfielders, Matic, Fred, McTominay. They don't need it. They don't need it. They need one holding midfielder and, and, and let them go. Let them run, as you said, the old Manchester United. Pass forward, run forward. You know, Ronaldo's will be at, be at the top of it, demanding the ball. One other thing I thought of, spent some time with Paul Pogba this week on Inside the Mind, and... He really looks like back to his old self. We see what he's doing on the pitch. And I just wonder, he's like the Pied Piper in that dressing room. Everybody clings to every word he says and, and, and what he wears and how he plays. Cristiano Ronaldo will steal all of that thunder. He will. That's how he operates. From an ego standpoint, can the two of them mesh? Because it looks like Paul Pogba's really started to find himself so what again. do you think? Can they? I, I, think I think Paul Pogba's a winner. And if he's a winner... He'll, he'll invite that in, but it's a balance. But he's in his last year of his contract mm. with Pogba. Do you think Ronaldo arriving affects that? Will he sign again? I think it affects it. I, I, I was certain he was, and now I'm not so sure. Okay. Cups, cups make a difference. Yeah. Silverware will make a yeah. difference. If this guy delivers silverware, Pogba will be okay. Three 
games, three victories against City, Wolves and Watford. The perfect start for Nuno and Spurs. Next up after the international break, they go to Palace. Then it's home to Chelsea and the North London derby at the end of September. Let's hear from the Spurs manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, after we've heard from goal scorer, Kyung Min Son. For you personally, it's not a bad way to mark a personal milestone. That's 200 Premier League appearances for you and, by the way, 72 goals. Now, that's got to be a statistic you're proud of. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even realise, so yeah, thank you for reminding me. But, yeah, it's uh, all about the stats and uh, it's, uh, it's make me even more proud. I mean, it's uh, been uh, seven, seven, it's my seventh season here in the, um, in the Tottenham in the Premier League, which is one of the best league in the world. Everyone dreaming to play here, so it's a big honour to have a 200 appearances and score 70, over, over 70 <laughs> goals, so it uh, uh, means a lot for me, but I mean, uh, it's more to come, so I will work hard to bring even more than, more than this, uh, what's happened. Nuno, 3-1-0 wins, three clean sheets, that's pretty much the perfect start. There's no perfection, you know, we're, we're still trying to improve. I think today we did a good game in terms of, of consistency, organisation. We have to be more clinical. We, have, we had enough chances to, to make a different score. But the boys were, worked very hard. So the dynamic of the team was good. Something that we want to improve on. Is that perhaps your one disappointment that overall, looking at the possession you had, perhaps you should have threatened more? We threatened. We threatened enough, I think. Um, good possession, good possession, good lines. Maybe a little bit more dynamic mm. on the movements that to open the gaps that we needed. But overall, very, very well. Well done. That said, the way they set up, it was a case of having to be patient, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Watford was very organised. They didn't allow too many spaces. Um, that will require, what I said, more dynamic, more mobility between our, our front line. But um, something that we want to improve. We'll see the game and we'll speak with the boys. Ten minutes to go. Pogba on Neves. Yeah, Ruben Neves and Paul Pogba going for a challenge, Rebecca. Right under the nose of the referee. And players allowed to go on and Mason Greenwood does this. This is a foul. Now, keep your eye on the shin pad of Ruben Neves. He looks at the referee. You can see there. Keep your eye on the, the shin pad. Do you see it moves there? There's contact between Pogba and Neves. It's right with the referee's side, and it should be a foul. I think it should be a foul. OK, well, what's important to say here is he didn't call the foul, as we saw, and it led to a goal. And mm. because it led to a goal, he can't then just put it back. He has to decide between himself and yeah. Stuart Atwell on VAR whether or not him not blowing for a foul mm. was a clear and obvious error. And mm. between them, they clearly decided it was not a clear and obvious error that he didn't originally blow for the foul. Your thoughts? Well, what's frustrating is... It is clear and obvious. Let, let's say Paul Pogba is not a dirty player. I don't think I've ever seen him do a dirty, mm. dirty play in his life. Fact of the matter is, it's from the front. His studs are showing. The ball's gone, and he and he catches Neves underneath the shin pad yeah. on his shin. Yeah. It's high enough up. Yeah. And by the way, the referee is only this far away from yeah. the actual play. Mm. There's nobody in the whole stadium that has a better view. It, it's clear and obvious to me. Do you think that the new license of being a yes. little bit more relaxed referee yes. has allowed that to go and it's had an effect? And, and you say Ollie was talking about it last week, didn't like it, might like it this week because, in a way, they've got away with one there because that, to me, is a foul. There's been contact on the shin, Paul Pogba's foot is high, and the low play was allowed to go on. For me, it was a foul, and so it was a clear and obvious but, error. But, is, but isn't it a surprise, though, that... The referee is closest to it. Mm. VAR has a chance to look at it, slow yeah. it down. Yeah. See they, the pictures that, see we've, the pictures just that seen. we've seen. They've all decided 
If that's no, okay. he's, not, he's not caught him. He's not caught him high, uh, high enough up on the ankle and the shin with the studs showing to, to warrant. It, it, it's all because of the new rule. You and I both know, we all know, last year that's a foul. Which in some ways is good. We mm-hmm. do like to yeah. be a flowing yeah. game. But mm-hmm. that, as you say, was, was a clear and obvious error. Yeah. And you have to feel for Wolves because oh. they had come so close to winning that game but for David De Gea, but also they had some great chances. It becomes a story of Wolves' season, Rebecca, playing with a little bit more aggression, good pace, lots of shots, no goals as yet in the Premier League. And from Manchester United's point of view, Rebecca, there's lots of things that we can talk about and criticise, but they found a way. They've dug in, they've got this new away record of top class football and they've got three points. And they've got Cristiano Ronaldo (laughs) two weeks away from arriving. They're sitting nicely in third position unbeaten from their first three games of the season. He will be delighted as no doubt will be Paul Pomper after that and David De Gea. Paul, David, you've just set a new English record, 28 games unbeaten away from home, but did you have to do it the hard way? Something uh, very difficult to, to make. Uh, be 20 games unbeaten away from home is it's really good, but uh, now it's time to fight for titles, not just for records of games winning or, or not. We have to go for titles. I think we, we were a bit lucky today. Uh, we didn't play so well, but it's a massive win for us. Paul, the ball's having so many chances. How much did you feel, particularly in the first half, you were hanging on in there? As you can see, you know it's very difficult to play here. Um, we tried to find the space, but they did very well. It was very hard in first half. You had the chance, one offside. Um, today, David was incredible as always, and we got the win. How, how we did it, the way we did it is this is a this is a team, and that's how you have to win. David, tell us about that incredible double save from Roman size. Well, it was uh, too quick. I, was the first header, uh, just hit my body, uh, I saw the guy coming again, so I just put my whole body uh, there and I make the sa- double save, so it was good because the team, after the saves, uh, scored the goal and uh, we win massive three points, so it's, it's very good for us. Natural for him. Paul Wolves were very unhappy about the challenge before the goal from you on Ruben Neves, what's your view on it? My view is, uh, it's, this is Premier League, it's a 50-50 Every weekend is that happening, and today it was like a question. If it was a foul, it will be a foul. If it wasn't a foul, I went 50-50, we win the ball and we score. I don't see. A, I need to see it again, but uh, I don't touch him. Of course, he wasn't involved today. But what are both of your thoughts on the arrival of Cristiano Ronaldo? It's like a dream for, for all the Manchester United fans, for, for us, to have him back. Uh, it's going to be great. It's already great. You, you feel in the atmosphere. Uh, and hopefully he can bring something special as well to, to make the team even better. So it's, it's great to have him. What does he bring, Paul? Well, everybody knows that uh, he's already a legend in this club and he's coming back. So obviously it's, it's huge for, the, for us, for the club. And he's going to bring his experience, his quality. And uh, obviously when he comes, you know, the, the level goes up. So we're really pleased that he's coming. But the most important today was the win. So when he comes, we keep this mentality of winning and uh, we keep going. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Let's take you back to Arlo White and Lee Dixon. Paul Pogba there saying it was a 50-50 challenge. And then he said, and I didn't touch him. We've looked at it about 100 times, I can tell you. He definitely touched him, chaps. Yeah, what's it called? A, a little porky pie <laughs> from Paul Pogba. Maybe he didn't feel the contact. There was a nice bit of theatre down here. He was getting plenty of stick during that interview, wasn't he? And then I think he diffused it slightly by taking his shirt off and handed it, it to a couple of Wolves fans. Then he was just slagging him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a tug of war <laughs> over it. But anyway, your, I mean, Robbie has slowed it down and he's seen the contact. Paul Pogba said there wasn't any. What was your reading? Um, well, I didn't see the contact. Um, obviously, the replays in the studio when they've watched it again, there's, there's some contact on the shin pad, I think Robbie said. If the referee is not going to see that in free play and uh, there's not enough, the on-field decision stands for me. I think they got it right. It probably was a foul if he did touch it, but the, the point is, if it's not a clear and obvious, then mm. they stay with the on-field. That's what we've always wanted VAR to do. He did it on that occasion, so then do we go back and then start criticising it? So I think it was probably right. It was We said it was going to be a smash and grab for Manchester United. That's what happened. Wolves were very unlucky with the with the, uh, the De Gea save. It was a brilliant second save. Saez thought he'd scored and won the game, and um, it was just one of those things. It's going like that for the Wolves players and the team, but the fans are staying with, it, with yeah. them and because they, they performed today. United were poor, but... As Robbie said, they got the job done, and that's a sign of a good side. They're going to challenge this season. Ronaldo's going to make them better. Mm-hmm. Um, improvement all round for the next game, I'm sure. And uh, onward we go with this amazing season already. We've only played three games. Yeah, you got the job done as well, calling the smash and grab 1-0 win well, with lucky. about 20 minutes to go. Get lucky Rebecca, now and again. <laughs> that's why he gets the big bucks. We'll see you after the international break. You were very unhappy in the build up to the goal what's your view of what happened everyone saw it everyone saw my leg I don't I don't know I don't know why to be honest we do we always do meetings and everything about referees about VAR I don't know why they said before the season starts they will look for contacts if the contact is strong enough they'll give the fall I show them my leg just their decision now I think maybe because last game it was a fall before Southampton goal maybe now they, they did the opposite. But I'm not here to talk about the ref. Everyone saw my leg. I showed to the ref. I showed to the, the, the assistant ref. So I cannot say anything more. That's, that's their decision. Was there a delay in the contact and you going down? Yeah, of course. Because when I, when I, asked, I asked the ref why he did it. I was delayed because I didn't know where the ball is going. So if the ball stayed there, I need to react. But when I saw the ball going away, I went to the floor because he hit my leg. And I said that to the ref after the game. He said, you both go to the ball. And I said to him, yes, we both went to the ball. But I was the one who touched the ball. So we both went to the ball. I touched the ball, he touched my leg. It's a fall, it's a clear fall. Nothing more to say. It didn't go your way, the decision on this occasion. But are we in a period of adaptation with a new interpretation of the rules, different from last season? Well, like I said to you, I don't want to speak about that. That's their decisions. doesn't matter what we say. doesn't matter what we we say to them before the season starts. doesn't matter anything. It's their decisions. Okay. Another frustrating day for you. Similar to the first two games. Plenty of chances created. Lots of good stuff, but just no goals. Well, you need to keep working. You need to keep work. Um, To be honest with you, I've never been in a position like that. Um, Playing like we are playing and not scoring goals. But I'm, I'm sure the goals will come. Um, I'm pretty sure of that if we keep going, uh, if we keep doing what we are doing. 
I'm sure the results will come for us uh, because I think in a normal way, if we play like this uh, for 10 games, we will lose two and win the rest. So I think as soon as the first goal goes in, uh, we will change and we will start winning games. Appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's get the post-match thoughts of that man, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oli, what's your verdict on the result and the performance? No, we're happy. Uh, great result on a... Well, both could have won it. Of course, we were under pressure for a, for a spell, but as we had most of the possession, I reckon. Um, it was a, not the prettiest game, but it was a game for, for everyone to watch. It was excitement in both boxes. The crowd was there, uh, some passion. Uh, so finally, we've got the, our game back. Were, they for, were you fortunate they didn't take their chances because they were superior in that department, particularly in the first half? Yeah, well, they... They had maybe a little bit more than us. We didn't create too much today, but then we've got a good goalkeeper as well. You know, David's found this determination, desire. He's come back with a with loads of energy, and you can see that in in him, in the in the work he's doing every single day. And the the second save from that corner is special. That's that's not just hit him. That's that's reaction, and he's uh, had a strong arm to it. You were deep in conversation with Michael Carrick during lots of the game. Yeah. What were you concerned about? Was, was it the balance of the side? Yeah, you know, we, we want to... Naturally, we want to go attacking. But when you've got a player like Traore, you, you'd be um, stupid to leave him too much space. And sometimes we did. We, we all went forward, forgetting that uh, there's a boy there or a man who can run 70 yards with the ball. And they, they did create chances through it. What are your thoughts on the goal? Obviously, Wolves very unhappy. You had the benefit of the referee's decision this week. What did you make of it? Of course, this week I'm happy. It's, <laughs> that's just the nature of, uh, of being a manager. That you, Last week we were told they want to keep the game flowing. Today they kept the game flowing and uh, I, I think it was a fair uh, challenge. You complained previously about rugby-style tactics. Yeah. No, I didn't. Didn't. Didn't say that. We. we I didn't say. Uh, I said we've got to be careful not making a basketball game that we had last year. It was blow when everyone could fall over, and it, it's a free kick. And now, uh, make sure we don't get it into because into rugby because we have to look after the players. Uh, I thought the refereeing has been good over the three weeks. Uh, I've got. A, you know, I watch a match of the day. You watch some of the full games. And they've been told to keep it more lenient and keep the game flowing. So when it goes against you, you'll moan just for a little bit and then you move on. Uh, when it goes for you, you're happy and you, you don't want to talk about it too much. Mason Greenwood, that's three yeah. and three now, left out of the England squad. Gareth Southgate saying perhaps better if he stays at Manchester United to develop more. It, it, the, the boy's special. And I've Should he be a, in the England squad, though? I've had a good conversation with uh, Gareth, and we discussed Mason, of course, and all the other players, but Mason's one that we, we both can see be a top player for Man United and England. The boy, of course, he wants to play for his country, but I, I think at the moment the best for him is to uh, just focus on his everyday football, and I'm sure he'll, he'll come good for England in the end. We started the day talking about... Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, and we'll finish talking about him <laughs> in your acquisition of him yep. just one more from me primarily what position do you see I know he can obviously play in a number of positions but primarily what position do you see him fulfilling with you oh, Cristiano is a, he's a, evolved as a player of course he used to play wide right wide left up front he's more of a 
centre-forward for me at the moment, yeah, definitely. But uh, there'll be games that we um, we play with two up front and three up front. And But I can I want him in the box. I want him scoring goals. And just how did the deal come about? Oh, well, that's that's football for you. Sometimes it happens. You know, we, we've we always been... Uh, Watching Cristiano, the one day he was going to move, uh, we would, we'd be interested. We, we never thought he was going to leave uh, Juventus this season. When he did, we had to um, speak to him, of course. And should we be leaving the reports of agents, Fernandes, Ferguson, etc., helping? <laughs> nah, you know, everyone that cares for Man United uh, wanted this to happen. And uh, I think everyone played a part, but the biggest thing is that Cristiano wanted to come here. International break now. What's your assessment of the opening you've had? Now, seven points. You're happy with that? That's a that's a good uh, return. Two away games, another undefeated uh, away game. Uh, seven points. I said last week that a draw is not maybe not so bad if you win the next one, and we did. So three three games down, seven points, as Oligan Solskjaer says. Assess yeah. the opening to their season when you look at all three games together. Um, above average. I quite liked Rebecca that he was happy with the win, um, that expectancy is going to go up at this football club. He finished second last season, 12 points behind Manchester City. He spent somewhere in the region of around £180 million on Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo. People expect, are going to expect more and they're going to have to raise their performances. Some of their passing was slow today. Some was a bit laboured. At times, Wolves pressed them and looked dangerous. So there's lots of work to do. But I kind of like the enjoyment of the players after. I kind of like the enjoyment of the manager, his 100th Premier League game in charge of Manchester United. Because to win a title, you've got to win some games when you don't play brilliantly like they did against Leeds. They were poor, poorish against Southampton and got a draw. They were better than poor today, but they've got three points. It feels like at times, certainly against Southampton, a little mm -hmm. bit today, they worry their fans. And mm -hmm. maybe when you see them against Leeds, you think, how can you yeah. play like that and then like this? Well, they weren't, weren't great against Southampton. I didn't think they were... Great today, they got, but they did get the result. This, when I look at Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester City, I think of midfields that maraud around teams that get up against you. The midfield doesn't seem to have that for me. They don't want to go the other way and do the work yet. Um, but Mason Greenwood is special. I would mm. agree with that. I think he. I, I like that he didn't get picked for England because I tell you what, he should have a massive chip on his shoulder. Ronaldo coming in is going to be great. Look, San, Sancho needs a. He needs some time, maybe one or two games, to figure out to back, get back in the Premier League. He wasn't very good today, but I would imagine he's going to come good. Just follow on Mason Greenwood. Yeah. Is there going to be enough space in the team for Mason Greenwood <laughs> with a Ronaldo coming I just wrote, wrote the same thing, that Ronaldo's coming in, and it's brilliant news for the football club. You've got a very, very special talent in Mason Greenwood. We've seen three goals in his first three games, Rebecca. He's a 20-goal-a-season man if he, if he yeah. plays enough. They've got to find space... To get him in the team at times, sometimes he'll be off the bench, sometimes he'll be starting, sometimes from the right, the left and centre. This kid has to be given enough time to develop because if, if he develops, he's going to be a big-time player for Manchester United. Can he play with Ronaldo? He can play with Ronaldo. Ronaldo's he can play number nine. And, and outside, he can play combinations. His time, Ronaldo will drift out to the left and he can okay. play central. I think they'll enjoy each other. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.